Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. It's 4 o'clock. Welcome to Tutel and Nuanes, Montana's only statewide sports talk show. Broadcast on 102.9 ESPN Radio for Western Montana and across the state on SWX Television. I like football! Now, sports talk from Montana for Montana. Live from the Kurtz Polaris studio, here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Hello, Montana. We hear about some facilities. We hear about some baseball. And we send you off riding into the sunset of your weekend. Hi, how are you? It is Tutel and Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this Friday afternoon. Hope you are having a fantastic day. We appreciate you letting us be on board with you wherever you are, whatever you're doing around town, around the state. We are grateful to be with you. Thanks for letting us be there. If you are watching on TV, SWX statewide, hi. Nice to see you. If you would like to listen, all the time on the stream. You can do that as well. You tune in no matter where you are via the World Wide Web. You go to 1029ESPN.com and you listen live thanks to Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. If you would like to pick up your phone and give us a shout, you can do that as well. Heck, your phone, can you do the stream? You can do the podcast and you can call us too. It's like a very, very inclusive tool, that thing. 361-3688. 361-3688. The phone number. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers R 
RV phone line. Let's take a look at what we have in the show today. Plenty to get to. Uh, we are going to hear a little bit from Dan Davies, who is uh, the head of facilities and then some at Montana State University. Breaking ground. It has happened this week at Montana State on the new addition to Bobcat Stadium. It's going to house a whole bunch of things, including the football offices uh, and and uh, and plenty more creating space, both within the football stadium itself and then in what it will be vacated uh, from uh, uh, the Brick Breeden Field House in general. And so a huge project that they've been uh, raising money for and and continuing to grow, uh, just not just the program, but the entire athletic department in general and trying to keep up with everything else that's going on, uh, not just in Montana, but plenty of other places around the Big Sky Conference and at the FCS as large. So we will hear from him on that, uh, somebody who has overseen this project and been really hand-in-glove with all that is happening at Montana State from a, uh, a facilities upgrade standpoint. We also, of course, it's Friday, we'll have the chick who doesn't know sports. Very happy to have our dear friend Carolyn in here with us uh, to uh, talk about all that has or has not happened in the world of sports. Uh, we will get to that. Top of the hour, pumped up about this. Ryan Divish. Ryan Divish is the beat writer for the Seattle Mariners. Uh, well, of the Seattle Mariners for the Seattle Times, writes for the Seattle Times from, how about this, Haver, Montana, Ryan Divish is. So we're excited to have uh, Ryan on the show to talk a little bit of baseball, uh, to talk about where we're at with Major League Baseball in general, the owners and the players, et cetera, et cetera, the restart or the the original start of the season, I guess I should say, and also the Mariners specifically, the regional team, uh, I suppose along with the Rockies, but uh, of, of the state of Montana, the Seattle Mariners, about where they're at in the what seems to be a perpetual sort of unbuild, rebuild process. So we will get into that with him. And also, happy about this, A.J. Forbes, brand new transfer. Again, we talked about A.J. Forbes earlier this week, transfer from Nebraska, an offensive lineman that's going to be with the Montana Grizzly football team from the Cornhuskers. He's a walk-on at Nebraska, uh, did his redshirt year and his redshirt freshman year uh, there in Lincoln and now coming to Missoula for uh, with three years of eligibility remaining. So he will join us live today. So plenty to do on a Friday afternoon. Hi, Coulter. And maybe most importantly, we have a pack of uh, mosaics. These are $650 a box. I mean... I just got a box of those. You did? Yeah, I did. The word obsession comes to mind. The the card industry right now is completely out of control. Up 5 to 600% across the board in terms of the values of cards. Tommy and I are looking like the two smartest men in America right now. Well, it's the time to it's the time to buy them, dude. It is, I, uh, and then sell. Them. I think that's a little bit long, but uh, yeah, okay, good for you. We will certainly talk about. <laughs> We're getting the, financial we'll advice right that. now from a guy who drives a two dollar roller skate, Tommy. <laughs> That's right, which I paid $0 for. <laughs> do the math. That's an infinite return, okay? So let's just be clear about that. So we will do a Zootown Sports Cards rip session right at the end of this uh, segment here as well and uh, even give you a chance to win a pack of cards too. We're also, uh, we'll continue to uh, inform you and, and sort of lay out the details of what we're going to do uh, for the stay and play giveaway at the Coeur d'Alene Golf Resort, which will begin in earnest on Tuesday. Again, three-day weekend, Memorial Day weekend this weekend. So on Tuesday when we return uh, to the airways, we will uh, we will be hitting that hard, but we will set everything up for you here today as well. But it's a Friday. How do we like to start on a Friday? By getting ourselves in the right state of mind. Is he's a Florence coffee company coffee break i went over to the florence coffee company i got you your standard iced americano with a little bit of cream thank you for being so considerate welcome 
And I got for myself a what is almost gone now, and I've shared it even with our dear friend Tommy. Now, Tommy is a straight black coffee, hot Americano guy. I got a blueberry lotus. Now, I got that. So is this still? This is. I got the now. raspberry lotus yeah. last week. Now, Friday of last week, I was headed up to the lake, headed up to uh-huh. Polson to go to the lake. Yeah. I drank the raspberry lotus. I didn't drive. I flew to <laughs> Polson, Montana. It just it lifted me right up off the ground and across the landscape. I floated all the way up to Flathead so Lake. It, like it was really glorious. Caffeine. It's it is. It's got some vitamins in it, some B twelve vitamins and what have you. So what you know, so on. I need this. It's got the green coffee bean extract. So the it's pure, the good stuff. It's the man. good stuff. And I went blueberry uh, this week, and I am expecting to be awake for the whole three day weekend. If- and I'm have such a productive <laughs> memorial. Day weekend. If Tommy drank that, I wish I did. You have? Yes, sir. Did it actually? I already gave it to him. Okay, so. But I am del- shaking. It's a little you delay- are totally shaking. You're at the ultimate gauge because, as I've told on the show before, I've seen you drink double shot espresso before bed and fall asleep immediately. Just immediately. forget about that. This is B12. <laughs> this is. Fire. I don't. I don't take anything that's healthy, right? But but B12. Is See? involved in every cell in the human body. So when you suck this down, your body just goes. Listen to this, dude. So uh, this is like when you're me and you just take vitamins all the time. The B12 doesn't do anything for you. When you're oh. Tommy and you eat Taco Bell all the time, and you take one thing of good vitamins, it transforms your entire entity. Well, all I'm all I know is this: if you uh, if you want to have a great weekend, or if you need to drive to I don't know Florida, get a Lotus. <laughs> at the Florence Coffee Company because it's going to get you there. That is a promise. Florence Coffee Company coffee break. Listen, there's 20 Florence Coffee Company kiosks around the state of Montana, western Montana. You are certainly near one right now. Go there and get your Friday evening off to a good start and thus your three-day weekend. You're going out of town or what are you going to camp? You're going to go to the lake? You're going to do what you're going to do? Try and space yourselves out a little bit now that you got an extra day to play with. Do that. Start with the Florence Coffee Company and uh, have a fabulous uh, 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 Memorial Day holiday weekend. Coulter Dan Davies was on a uh, uh, Zoom call yesterday with the uh, with the media from Montana State talking about the facilities upgrade, which has physically begun. It's a yep. big step when the Shovel actual the backhoe ground. shows up and starts tearing up, you know, ground and so forth. Uh, and uh, at Montana State, that has been a long time in coming. They've been working at this for a long time, and now it is officially begun. The uh, goal for completion is June of next year, so uh, uh, not a lot of time. Uh, what you're talking about, a, a multi-million, $17, $18 million facility and building that they're going to build Build as an addition onto that stadium. Uh, but Dan Davies has been uh, the sort of overseer in a lot of this. But explain to people, for, for those who don't know, sort of the role that Dan Davies has played in this and going back. I mean, uh, obviously an alum, a football player, all the things that he is as, as he's been tied to Montana State University for decades. Well, right now he's a senior associate athletic director for internal operations. So all the internal workings of the athletic department, Dan is the one that takes care of all that. And so the guys that work in facilities and things like that, that's why he's kind of the one spearheading the, these facility upgrades in terms of just a logistical planning of them all. Right. But Dan's a Bobcat lifer. I mean, he's he's a sugar beater, Chinook sugar beater. And then he came to Montana State, played football for Sonny Holland, and then coached at Montana State 
for a long time was a, a coach all the way into the early 80s and then moved into the administration side of things he's done. Probably his longest standing job is as a color commentator on the radio broadcast. He's done yeah. that forever and ever and ever. And uh, I mean, he's a great guy and also just an encyclopedia of Bobcat sports information because he's been right. sitting pretty much in the same office for uh, more than 40 years. So um, he's always a good guy to talk to. Uh, but the arms race in the Big Sky Conference right now is is certainly real. And this was actually a really kind of a whirlwind day across the board. Before we get into Dan Davies' stuff, a couple, two pieces of news I think worth noting. First of all, we talked about the internal plans from the University of Montana for reopening the Champion Center and things like that. But they actually did not release that publicly in a press release, but we were given the permission to talk about it on the radio. Then that kind of changed because Ken Haslam, athletic director at Montana, sent that stuff to us, and then phase one was approved a couple days later. So then when we Phase had, two. Phase two, excuse fact, me. Yes. So then when Ken Haslam came on on Wednesday, then we talked about, hey, things have kind of shifted, and he, he gave a pretty good explanation of that. Well, Montana State officially announced their whole plans to welcome student-athletes back onto campus to train as well. Uh, and so beginning June 1, pretty similar in terms of uh, the way that they're going to do all of this, but Montana State will be back open for student athletes to train as well in smaller groups. So that's one piece of news. The other piece of news: the Big Sky Conference moving their basketball schedule to a 16-game schedule. That's right. This is all about geography, minimizing travel, and minimizing expenses. And we and, will talk more about that schedule uh, in this show in terms of of why they've done this and what that's going to afford both financially and scheduling-wise for teams in the Big Sky Conference. But, yeah, we got one seat. Was it one season or two seasons, I guess, of 20-game schedules, which which allowed for a home-and-home, a full double-round robin, perfect equity within basketball scheduling. We will not have that this forthcoming season. Uh, my initial reaction to this, though, is that the pluses outweigh the minuses. I mean, it's a good decision by the yeah, conference the to do this. the 20-game schedule was the only good part about it was that they finally went to a round robin. But 20 games in 10 weeks is totally unrealistic. It was burning everybody out. The lone wolf, whoever it was, right. was just killing everybody. The, the schedules were not equitable even though they were round robin. Right. Portland State played their first 12 conference games in 28 days and then played their second eight in 45 days. Whereas then... Teams like Montana, Montana State, the only times they get buys with Cat were during Cat Grizz, but then this year they didn't even get buys during the Cat Grizz week. They had to play on Thursdays. That's here nor there. Football facility arms race, a real reality in the Big Sky Conference. Well, yeah. So we'll come back to the basketball schedule. We'll come back to the basketball. Let's hear from Dan Davies. You, you said it. I mean, the arms race, and the question that he's answering in the soundbite you're going to hear is really about what happened at the FBS level that has then trickled down to the FCS level. Certainly the champion center, uh, you know, the crown jewel, the Big Sky Conference in terms of facilities, specifically for football, of course, but in general, uh, anyways. And and then, but also Weber State has done some great things. Portland State, their new gym is f- fabulous, and this is going to be another uh, outstanding addition for uh, a university in the Big Sky Conference. So asked about just the relationship between the FCS quote facilities arms race and that of the FBS? There's certainly two levels uh, of the arms race, the FBS and the, you know, the FCS, so to speak. There's been some very aggressive FCS, you know, levels, uh, teams at, at our level doing a lot of things. And University of Montana has done a tremendous job with their facilities there in Missoula. Um, but it's a, it's an arms race, the recruiting battle type thing. You've got to show off the things that you that that you want to through your recruits to see and uh 
it's it, it's really amazing on how some people have really taken the next step and able to, to raise those funds and to get uh, their facilities uh, improved year after year. And uh, we're, we're just excited to be a part of that race. And, you know, it's, uh, you, you try to steal ideas from, from different places. You see what other people have done, what's been successful. A classic example is that is when we added our suites to the stadium uh, here uh, a couple decades ago, and then Weber State followed with their, with their suites. I know you've been to both places. Uh, there's some similarities there, but they were able to take what we did and build on it and, and do some things that were, were better and, and more efficient. And um, so um, it's, it, it's the process and it's a, something that uh, really uh, rejuvenates a program when you, when you have the funds and, and ready to start moving dirt. And um, it's, it's just a, a really exciting thing to be a part of. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better, by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> it's it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house, you left it in my house, and I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I actually think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. So there you go, Dan Davies, again, uh, uh, Athletic Director of in- Internal Affairs uh, at, Mo- at Montana State. Uh, and, you know, he's been, how do you say, I mean, he, he's been as active as anyone, uh, maybe, you know, a little more behind the scenes in some scenarios, uh, and then in some cases certainly front and center as he is here. Uh, talking about the facilities and what that's going to mean for uh, Montana State and the football program in general. He was also talked asked about, one more thought on the facilities yeah. in terms of facilities too. I mean, there's so many different things that go into building powerhouse football programs, and I think we give so much credence to things like a, a head coach's vision, a staff, their ability to recruit, their ability to develop, and that's all really important. But if you actually look at the arc of success in the Big Sky Conference, particularly when it comes to the Montana schools, it's almost across the board when a school makes a significant upgrade to their facilities, that sparks championships. Montana State, 
whether it was a stadium moving to a new stadium or I guess re- rebuilding what used to be Reno H Sales into Bobcat Stadium or you know the the end zone expansion that they undertook in 2010 all along the way every time Montana State has done something that's improved their external athletic facilities it's led to football success it's yeah. the same thing with the University of Montana each time they have added something whether it was building Washington Grizzly Stadium expanding Washington Grizzly Stadium because at the end of the day and this has always been something that sort of perplexed me because I'm not one that's really drawn to this. But the thing that seems to be the most consistent allure for recruits throughout multiple generations has been the promise of and then the building of and then the the finalization of new facilities. It's interesting, too, to me. I don't know about kids that get recruited when the thing exists already, right. but... When you when your locker room is a quarter mile walk across a yard away from your actual football stadium, right? There is a reality to the thing where, well, you know, pragmatically, this is just what we had to do, and so this is kind of the deal. And is it the end of the world to walk across the yard to go to practice, to go to your games, and so forth and so on? No, not necessarily. But there is, and I understand there's a locker room there for for the games. But you, you understand what I'm saying, like the weight room and where you prepare and stuff to go to Bobcat Stadium. It's a, it's a little bit of a hike, hundred percent. And like the team room they sit in during halftime, there it's is tiny. You're sitting on top a, of each other. There is a level of ownership when it becomes this is ours. This is for us. This is here for us to use, and it was built f- with with this team. In mind, not even us, me, not the me, 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 selfish thing, but just the the team aspect of this was here to do this. I was watching a documentary about this small West Texas high school football team. They finished in the 30s out of 32 teams for for years and years in a row in their classification of Texas football. This community built, which is not 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 a particularly wealthy community, built like a five million dollar high school stadium and football field. And there's controversy, as you might expect. Like, well, why would this amount of funds be spent on this thing, you know, for for these kids to play on when they could play on anything and this money could be used for, for, for A, B, and C? And there's good... There's a lot of good reasons to think that. There's also the other side of it where these kids have never had anything, you know, and now the one thing that they as a football team get to take pride in is this thing and you watch the arc of of not just their success on the field winning and losing though that is part of it but also just just the ownership that is taken of something that they finally can take pride in that they maybe haven't before and it's certainly a whole different scenario at Montana State there's plenty of course to take pride in in Bobcat Stadium and the community and the university and so on but when you have when it's very obvious that your rival in state has what is probably the most dominant place to play and facility associated with it in the nation, and you're carrying your pads across the lawn to go just practice in a day, it's a stark reality. Like, it is. No and doubt. so this is something that that will, uh, I think, certainly be well-received at Montana State and only a year away if all, if all goes to plan for this to be up and open for business. They, Montana State, just needed to get a shovel in the ground on something. Mm-hmm. I do think that in terms of overall 
resounding impact, things like an indoor practice facility or a stadium expansion would have had more of an impact in recruiting. But that's here nor there because a shovel in the ground, now the promises that you made to recruits, and make no mistake, Jeff Choda has been using this in recruiting for two years, not just a new football facility that's attached to the stadium, but the entire athletic revamping that Montana State is going to mm-hmm. undertake over the next two decades. Right. He's been selling across the board. Every recruit I talk to, they they say the same thing. Yeah, it, it's so exciting to be a part of something that's building so rapidly. And so th- I think this was the the easiest portion of the project to start as well as the one they could complete the quickest as well as the one they could afford right away while then continuing to try to still raise all that money because you're talking about right. tens of millions of dollars that are needed and they have a good start right now, and so now you can bust this out and then hopefully continue to build if you're the Bobcats. But it, it is of, of large consequence uh, both for here and into the future. The funniest part about these facility stuff is, like all my buddies who played for the Grizz a decade, a decade and a half ago, they were all sold about the Champion Center. <laughs> they were getting recruited via the Champion Center. And so when they all got to go check it out, they're like, well, wow, this is great, but I'm 34. So it's a decade and a half <laughs> I, late. I, it's a little yeah. late. But uh, no, but this is the kind of stuff that really can make a gigantic impact and can be a separator for you. Or in the case of Montana, Montana State, they're still chasing NDSU, but this could be something that can help them catch up. We go back to Dan Davies uh, talking about the plan to have student athletes uh, back in the facilities, as Coulter just mentioned, as of literally breaking news in the last hour or so. Montana State is now opening up facilities for student athletes to use uh, as of June 1st. Montana you know, already had that in place a, a couple of days ago as well. But here's what Dan Davies said just about facilities usage in general for student athletes during this time. Uh, we we spend a lot of time. We've done a lot of research. We our, our training room and our, our weight room staff have uh, exhausted a lot of or spent a lot of time uh, doing research and calling people. And Bozeman Health has been a, a key player as well uh, in terms of you know what 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 will the protocols be? And we've got it down. We think to to a really good process and. We have to keep two people safe. We have to keep our student athletes safe, and we've got to keep our staff safe. And if we have a situation where you know we we, we get a case or two here or there, we've got to we've got to react and be prepared to to do the right thing. Uh, but again, we 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 have some direction now with uh, with the NCAA doing um, lifting the voluntary workout starting June first, and we're we're going to use our plan and revise it as necessary. So there you go. Uh, Dan Davies talking about the facilities, but again, they have the plan in place, and now officially they are opening up uh, the, uh, pra- or the, the the workout facilities, the gyms and so forth, uh, to student athletes at Montana State as well. Again, all of this happening June 1. The last thing, and I found this to be, uh, th- this is news that I didn't know, and I don't know if many people maybe outside of Bozeman are aware of this, but I thought this was very, very telling and very, very important. The question is, is about having fans in the stadium for football like where are we at in terms of figuring out whether there will be fans for football or not listen to what dan davies said and what is happening this week at montana state in regards to that question well that's where the quicksand comes in yeah we're we're, we're not quite sure um interestingly enough uh next weekend uh belgrade is going to have a graduation there in the stadium 
And they've got a plan. Our facilities, sports facilities, has done a great job with uh, giving them a plan. They're going to limit, I, I believe, four tickets for, for each graduate at Belgrade High. And then a couple weeks from there, uh, after that, Bozeman High is going to do a graduation up there too. So we're going to kind of have a little bit of a roadmap on what that could look like, uh, depending on um, the numbers are, that people are going to say it's okay. Maybe it's going to be a full stadium. I don't know. Um, there was some chatter uh, the other day about, um, you know, empty stadiums again. I mean, that's kind of resurfacing. And But I think it's so individual in terms of where you're at and, and in terms of uh, location on what, you know, Montana's been knock on wood. It's been uh, our people have done a great job and our, our cases are at a minimal and, and um, it's it's been a manageable type thing. So if we can continue to do that and uh, we will, will, will be able to do some things, I really believe, I, I know, I'm confident that we're going to have a football season, just not sure uh, what it's going to look like yet. So there you go. Dan Davies talking about it. Now, he he was very clear. Look, we have no idea what the fan situation is going to be like for football season. But they are having a two, in fact, graduations at Bobcat Stadium, high school graduations, Belgrade first this weekend, and then, as he said, in a couple weeks, Bozeman High School, going to have, which is one of the biggest high schools in the state in terms of its population. I don't know what the graduating class is this year, uh, but obviously several hundred kids. You can talk about four if it's you know, if it's four people per child. You're talking about you know a couple of thousand people that are going to be in attendance. Certainly the stadium is is more than large enough to house that within the, 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 the social distancing restrictions and that sort of thing. But it's not just about like, well, how what's the capacity in a mathematical relationship or ratio to the number of people that are going to be there. It's about getting in. It's about getting out. It's about using the restrooms. It's about using the, the, the uh, uh, you know, the food, the, the concession stands, if those are available. I don't know if they will be for these graduations. But nonetheless, it is sort of a, a practice run of sorts on a smaller scale, but a scale nonetheless of actually having, you know, a significant group of people inside a stadium for a graduation. Didn't know that was happening, man, until he said that in this press conference. So I think that's really uh, uh, eye-opening, and I think it's going to be a great test to kind of learn, okay, well, what? how does it go? How did, how, how did people react to that? How did the public act? Well, they were, you know, inside the stadium and, and uh, you know, maybe it'd be an opportunity to say, hey, like we we know we know A, B and C at least on on what to expect come September when we are hoping to have football games with fans in the stadium. Montana, Montana State both have enacted this clear bag policy with heightened right. bag checks at the games. I think that the logistics has continued to improve. Uh, at both stadiums, and I think that that because they've already made those moves, I think it will make this a little bit easier as well. Um, I think it's good that they're going to get a little bit of a, a test run uh, at this thing, and I think that that will be beneficial. But I'm also happy for those kids that they get to have a some sort of graduation ceremony. I've seen photos on social media from small towns in Montana because places like you know, Chester and um, Hardin, you know, t- tiny places where only a dozen or so kids are graduating. Yeah. I've, I mean, I, like up on the Highline, for example, I saw a couple videos of high school graduations where they just put out some chairs in the yard and put a stand up here at somebody's deck and, you know, everybody's sitting six feet apart. Yeah. But, <laughs> but at least you get to do it. And sure. I mean, when you're in somewhere like Chester, Montana, 
Why not? The, everybody that you want to go is going to be able to go. Of and course. So it's all good. You know, yeah, yeah. you're not really losing out on much. It's not much, uh, quote unquote, worse than what it would have been anyways. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, I'm glad for those kids though, that they, they get to walk across some sort of stage, have some Definitely. sort of uh, the, the, experience. The recognition, I think, is is uh, uh, valuable and, and uh, good. And to be able to have that is, is great. And then as it relates to you know, the future in sports and football and so forth. Uh, you know, hopefully it'll be a great learning experience for the university, for the facilities folks and everybody uh, to have uh, Bobcat Stadium, in this case, open uh, for a couple of events to see kind of how it goes. Stu Tell Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, Coulter is going to live his dream right here before you all as he opens basketball cards And we will talk about Jerry Sloan, the late Jerry Sloan passing away earlier today. All of that coming up right after this. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right. Golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. It just recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Yeah, and you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends. Watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they are talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Our Ryan Divish going to talk Mariners baseball, baseball in general with us. He's a beat writer for the Seattle Times, covers the Seattle Mariners. Uh, so we'll look forward to speaking with him. And then 5.30, A.J. Forbes, brand new transfer to the University of Montana football team and offensive lineman from Nebraska. Uh, so we will talk to A.J. Forbes as well. It's tell Nuanas. 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. Hi, how are you? Great to be with you at Gus Tutel. That's me at 1029 ESPN and at Skyline Sports MT on Twitter if you are looking for us. Uh, Coulter, uh, we're going to talk about Jerry Sloan here in just a moment, but we uh, we wanted to start with you getting to do the really the only thing that you ever actually want to do, like the <laughs> golf, the radio show, the writing, the website. It's all a facade. It's all a front. The truth about you is sports cards, baseball cards, gambler, basketball this is the cards. Best form of gambling. Okay, so what do we got here? Now, give so, me one of Zootown these. Zootown Sports Cards. Okay. You can go check them out right on there in the corner of Higgins and South. This place is awesome. The sports card industry has completely transformed during quarantine. Lack of supply, up demand. So the cards have gone through the roof in terms of their value. 
go down there because they have stuff in stock, but it's running thin. You, but you can make special orders, and they'll be getting stuff in. But right now, prime time. Also, the other thing that's been fascinating is with the death of Kobe Bryant, RIP, as well as the last dance being the, the craze of all of America. Yeah. Michael Jordan and Kobe Bryant cards are as hot as ever. So they well, have, you, what would you do with They have a so, great yeah. selection of both. Here we have the, uh, the Panini Chronicles. These are football cards. I give these to Ryan. Of course. I want the football cards. And then cards. I have the uh, Panini Mosaics. These are, man, these are, these are about $600 a box. What? And so this has, this has the uh, Zion Williamson that everybody covets. So, uh, all right. Nice. So, so you're hoping for a you're hoping for a Zion in there? Well, you're I mean, hoping for a Luca or good, what? The good people down at Zootown, you know. I mean, when they give us these really fancy ones, we got to return them for display. Now, these are each done by year. Is that the deal? So, so those so the chronicles are really cool. At? They basically take cards. It's a smattering of cards. So you're going to get cards from all sorts of different sets. Okay. Okay. Which is kind of like cool. That. So it's not like uniform cards. A cross section. Pretty much of all of them are going to be special edition cards. Okay. Let's get some hits. Let's go. All right. Let's oh, go. Tommy's into this too because you got Tommy into this whole craze. Oh, yeah. Tommy, you've been buying cards left and right. I was uh, going to buy a truck, but now I have a lot of cards. <laughs> <laughs> Let's see some autos. What do you got? All right. Oh, here we go. We got a little Ben Simmons montage insert. That's a nice little hit there. Ooh, got a little Carl Anthony Towns center stage. Big nice cat. little insert. Big cat. Less video games, more basketball, Carl, and that'll be worth something. <laughs> got a little Wilt Chamberlain Hall of Fame memorabilia. So in terms of the actual card collecting industry, some some good hits, not the you know memorabilia autograph that you'd probably be going for in these, but that's why you buy the box because the box has a couple guaranteed autos in there. I'll tell you a story. There's uh, these mosaics. There's these really cool inserts called the stained glass. They like stained glass looking cards. And uh, Jason, the the fellow who runs Zootown Sports Cards, he pulled one the other day and he he sold it on eBay for uh, quite a large sum of cash. You really? can go down to Zootown and ask Jason about the the uh, the deal. But what I've discovered, I've been reorganizing my cards all through quarantine, and what I've discovered is that there's been about a five to 600% increase in their value, especially for coveted players. The early to mid-90s baseball players, it used to just be an abyss. They were so mass-produced, the cards weren't worth anything, even if they were great players. Oh, interesting. So many people have thrown so many cards away recently, as well as... Collecting is just go- it's just incrementally. So this is a great investment. If you have kids and stuff, this is an awesome hobby. Get them off the Xbox. But also, if you want to get back into something nostalgic, I'm telling you, this is so fun. Tommy knows. It's a blast. I mean, man. it's a blast because, I mean, the cards are beautifully made. They're great collector's items, even if you just want to keep them. But you can also sell them. Organize them is super fun. But also, it's very akin to gambling. I mean, it really is. It's like playing the Kino machines, right, Tommy? I mean, yes, ripping the cards it's right is, up there, man. It is so addictive. Okay, well, I like the pack that I've opened. Tell Can I tell it. you? Yeah, I got a couple of NFL uh, 100 best ever player cards here. Okay, cool. Warren Sapp, Tony nice. Gonzalez. Nice, what I nice. Got there. I got a Devin Bush rookie card, a Titan. Devin Bush. Phenom- what did he have like? 384,000 tackles his rookie season for the Steelers, <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, love Devin Bush. Now, I got a J.J. Arcega Whiteside crown card. Well, that's a cool one. Ooh, that's, nice. that, how about so that's that? the camera. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, cool. That's Those pretty. are cool. And 
This is the keeper, Saquon Barkley. Thank you very much, Saquon Ooh, very nice. Barkley. Very I also nice. got an Akeel Harry uh, rookie card, uh, a Denny Snell, a Benny Snell Jr. rookie card, and a Paris Campbell rookie that hologram card. Hologram, so, sweet. So yeah. if you give us okay. card out, give us card out four zero six. 361-3688. Yep. We got a pack of select ultras for you. These are the most coveted football packs on the market right now. This is like retail. Love the football this is like retail value almost 40 bucks. So this is like a nice pack of cards. So give us a call right now. 361-3688. Give Tommy your name, phone number, and address. And we will send these right to your doorstep. How about that? That's a pretty great deal. Uh Coulter, Jerry Sloan passed away today. Uh it's Jerry Sloan, 78 years of age. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, up there in terms of, of total years, I was not aware of any, uh, uh, you know, medical situation and things surrounding him. And it's remarkable that we have just had the last dance happen over the course of, of these past five weeks, culminating in... You know, the championships, which were the Bulls versus the Jazz, those great series that they had with Jerry Sloan was actually a part of. People may not realize this. This is absolutely remarkable. Jerry Sloan, the first Bull to have his jersey retired as a player. I mean, Jerry Sloan was a great standing I mean, Jerry Sloan was a player. great player. I mean, he's a three-time All-NBA player. He, but as a coach, I mean, almost, I think like 28, 29 years as a head coach of the Jazz to be in one place that long, I mean, yeah. it, it was just remarkable. And what did you tell me? Third all-time. Third all-time wins, 1,221 wins all-time. Finished his career with more than 500 games above 500. The most impressive part about Jerry Sloan, though, was the absolute, utter, unwavering consistency. I, I would yeah. argue the only coach that was more consistent, that has been more consistent than Jerry Sloan, is, is Greg Popovich. Besides that, I mean, the Utah Jazz made the NBA playoffs every single season from 1989 through 2003. Really bizarre, too, the way his career ended, where he walked away very abruptly amidst all, some drama with Darren Williams and Je- uh, specifically. But and I, he was out of the spotlight after that. And, and when he left, that was it. That was it. That was, you know, people thought, well, you know, he'll go, he'll resurface somewhere. No, Jerry Sloan said, I'm done, and that's it. And so he, he uh, you know, he just he, he walked away from the game. But uh, the the mark he left on the NBA completely indelible and you know I, I don't think Jerry Slow gets enough credit. Yeah, we, we I talk agree. we talk a lot about just in the modern era. We talk a lot about obviously Phil Jackson justified no question. Yeah, we talk yeah. we also talk a lot about Greg Popovich and Don Nelson, but when you look at what the NBA is now, spacing and ball movement backside off the ball movement stuff like that that's so paramount. But also, ball screens, pick and roll. When you watch those early 90s on this last dance, those series with the Bulls and the and the Suns, for example, they don't ever run the pick and roll. They never run the pick and roll. Never. And all I keep thinking, like the whole time when I'm watching, I've been watching some of these old games on Classic, too. Yeah. And I'm sitting there watching the Suns, and it's like, man, you got Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley. How do you guys not run the pick and roll? This is the greatest pick and roll You know ever. why? It's because Jerry Sloan ain't your coach, you morons. <laughs> That was your Burn Street Bistro Burn of the Week. Thank you, Burn Street. What but you're, you're, you're right. Everybody talks about Stockton Malone, Stockton Malone. What an unbelievable duo. What a great passer. What a great finisher. And that's all true times 100, okay? They deserve all the credit they get and more. No one talks about Jerry Sloan right. being the guy. Like, 
why is this why is this happening at this prolific rate? Yes, you have two yes. Hall of Famers, absolutely, and somebody figuring it out for you. And when you watch the Jazz, uh, did you watch the remastered version of? Absolutely, Game 6? oh, so it's good. Awesome. Yes, yes. But I think sometimes too, people just think of it in the basic fashion. It's not just Carl Malone running the top of the key and shit the screen for John Stockton. When you watch their actions, even now, 24 years later, the actions that the Jazz were, were running in that 98 finals are as, sophist- as sophisticated and as... I mean, they're, as good as it gets. It's as good as yeah, it gets. Yeah. And Jerry Sloan deserves so much credit for that. And, I, you know, we talk about Phil Jackson being the perfect coach for a team like the Bulls. Right. Jerry Sloan was a perfect coach for John Stockton, and John Stockton was mm-hmm. the perfect player for Jerry Sloan. Absolutely. Watching those games too, man. I I, I don't know, man. I, I don't think Stockton gets enough credit either. I think people re- remember him as as definitely certainly an all-time great, but he is so tough, man. Well, I, I think that probably almost everybody not named Michael Jordan in the 90s doesn't get enough credit. Well, that's true. That's true because you know? he, that, and that's what, that is the number one feather in Jordan's cap, right? It is. That, that, that he just eviscerated the, an entire the, generation. He throws such a huge shadow even over absolutely some of the greatest players to ever step on the floor. Uh, when John Stockton stepped into the Utah Jazz starting lineup in his fourth season in 1988, he then started every single game, every single game, for the rest of his career until he retired in 2003. And then topped off his career as a assistant coach for the Montana State women's basketball team, coaching his daughter. That's a great way to go. Sutel Nuwana's 1029 ESPN Radio Chick, who doesn't know sports. We do it every Friday. Next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Is this what you guys were talking about? Is this the song with the conspiracy? Yep. Sutel Nuwana is 1029 ESPN Radio. Happy Friday to you. We like to do this every Friday. Well, right about now. It's our dear friend Carolyn. It's the chick who doesn't know sports. There's not sports and she doesn't know about it. Maybe it's the perfect storm. You decide for yourselves. Enjoy. Boys and girls, it is Friday. It is the last day of the week. We are happy to welcome you to your weekend like we try and do every Friday around here with our dear friend Carolyn, the chick who doesn't know sports, brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. Carolyn, hi. Nice to see you. It's glorious to be here. Absolutely glorious to have you here. (laughs) It's the first Uh, time Carolyn's worn real clothes in four months. I showered today and put on jeans. Is this because you, this is because the webinar that you watched yesterday that said you should be you know out of bed before like ten thirty or some god awful yeah. suggestion like that? That <laughs> webinar said get up early and get out of pajamas, and I was like, what? But today I did it. Yeah, I texted Carolyn yesterday because we had a nine o'clock meeting. I'm like, man, I'm really struggling with this nine a.m. thing. She goes, who cares? I didn't even wear 
She's like, I haven't even taken a shower. I'm wearing my yoga pants. I was like, why did I even comb my hair? This is true. I went out and saw clients yesterday in, in my workout clothes. Well, good for you. Uh, at least you got out there. And now you're here to here tell I us am. all about the sports that, uh, you know, are not happening. Although we did have a sport yesterday. The Mavs and the Senators played baseball. So that's, you know, that's cool. That's uh, but in any case, what do you have? This is your deal. Don't let me take it. You tell us what's going on. Well, I finally got to episode five of The Last Dance, and okay. I need to explain why I haven't been so good about it. There's so many new Real Housewives on Broadway oh right now. Oh my gosh. So it's been really She hard ignored to my up. call the other night. She <laughs> instantly, one ring, ignore, and then text me, I am in the middle of a really important show. What do you want? The, now, <laughs> now, the Real Housewives thing, there's multiples of them. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Correct. There's like Real Housewives Milan and Real Housewives Milan. Uh, Oklahoma Hills, City. New York City. Rumors of one in Bozeman, Montana. Oh, for what? Out loud. One of my best friend's wives was propositioned to be <gasps> one of the subjects. He promptly sold their house and moved to Milwaukee. Mm, well, good selection. He sucks. <laughs> I told him it was the smartest thing he ever did. I said, "What are you actually going to do if okay. this is in your house?" Uh, I'm going to sit at my home office. Okay. In any case, you're at episode five. I'm at episode five, and I have a couple of hot takes. One. (laughs) (laughs) A month late, but okay. Let's hear it. Lukewarm. I forgot how adorable old basketball players are. Like Phil Jackson and his pointy shoulders. He has tall. He does have a very interesting shoulder structure. Like Phil Jackson, uh, 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 not Robert Parrish, Kevin McHale has that same sort of high shoulder deal going on. It's like... I mean, that's because as as rare as it is to be 6'10 or taller, to be 6'10 or taller and also be over the age of 70, you are one of like 100 people ever. Oh, but 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 McHale always, his shoulders were at his ears even when he was 25 years old. Well, right. Very that's why you have to become a professional deal. basketball yeah, player right. when you're built like that because otherwise your life is just miserable. There's no other option. And Phil Jackson always had those. I mean, even yes. before he was, because I remember it like took me back to, I think when he was at the Lakers and I'm like, He's got really cute old. The nice shoulders. thing, though, is Phil Jackson, when he was doing it, I believe was the time. Now, this is more on the female side than the male side necessarily, but when uh, shoulder pads were in, you know, oh, the shoulder right. padded, yep. like, yeah. suit jacket thing, yeah. you know? Yeah. I don't know so why that went away. I, I do. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Okay. I so, just, okay, old basketball just players are cute. They're cute and old cute. and tall, okay. and I just loved, I just was like, oh. Very hot jokes. take, Carolyn. Thank <laughs> you for bringing <laughs> that to us. <laughs> also, I was brought back to the 1992 Dream Team. Yes. And I realized that really chapped my hide. The 92 Dream Team chapped your hide because you're Canadian, that's why. No, because the Olympics are for amateur athletes, not professional. And it got me all angry again. And I remember being angry at the tender age of 17. You know, I'm angry today because you just said that. Why? Tell me why. Because that's an absurd take. That is what the Olympics were based on. Right. Tell Russia. Right. Exactly. This is all Cold War. It's 100% the Cold War because... Oh, the hockey. Well, the the Russians were saying that everybody was amateur athletes, even though they were all professional sports Because there was no professional sports, so to speak. They said everything was all amateur, so these guys are making money. I mean, the best Russians, Arvidas Sabonis and all those guys, they... I think Arvidas Sabonis is Russian. He played for the USSR, though. When they won the, that was the thing that made it tip because 1984 in Los Angeles, 
the last, the second to last amateur United States team, led by Michael Jordan, coached by Bobby Knight, won the gold medal. Yeah. 1988, with Arvidas Sabonis leading the way, the USSR destroyed the entire field. Mm-hmm. And that's when they, they made the decision that if all the professional Russian players are going to play, we're going to have the dream team. Yeah. Well, still chat my hide. Okay. I also didn't know that information. <laughs> I mean, why would we expect... You didn't know that from, information. From the, the you Olympics, think Michael Jordan's honestly, name is though, Air. Honestly, though, the, from the, the Olympics in, <laughs> in 1972 through the Olympics in 1992, the things that happened in those events parallel all the Cold War tensions. I mean, the, the history of the Cold War can be laid out in the history of the Olympics during that 20-year span. It's fascinating. Because you had, I mean, you had the United States boycott on Olympics. You had Russia boycott on Olympics. You had... The yes, terrorist situations in, yes. in Munich, yeah. you had all sorts of decisions, global decisions that were made based on Olympic sports. And then this year, the Rona. And then this year, our, the Rona. Our own terrorist. Okay, so speaking of the last <laughs> dance, um, Vernon Maxwell tweeted after the last last dance episode. The, la- the tenth one or the one that you've watched most no, the recently? Lo- the, the, the fifth the, one. The final one. Okay. What did- Lithuania, by the way, Arvidas Sabonis, officially. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Vernon Maxwell tweeted, what did you guys think about how the last, how on the last dance they ignored the two years the Rockets won like it didn't happen? So he's complaining that a documentary on the Bulls didn't mention the Rockets. And I just want to say, you're a big baby. Now, we, are, we absolutely agree. Okay. Shut your mouth, Maxwell. This isn't about your stupid Rockets who won while Michael Jordan was playing baseball. That's Get out of here. Someone tweeted back. Lithuania, by the way, certainly a Russian subsidiary <laughs> yeah, yeah. during he, the USSR. He, so he, you are right he, about this. He I'm he just was, saying. He was also the 1988 yes. Olympics. Yes. Yep. Okay. What we're doing here is much like the last dance where we're splicing in some history as right, we go right, forward. Right, so right. it's a very, uh, 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 you know, it's a high thread count narrative that we're working with here. This is really. Good stuff. If you really dice apart the last dance, though, there's all sorts of revisionist history and or key details that are left out. Oh, plenty. That's the brilliance of the editing. Well, it's, I, I want to watch the 100-hour version of this. No no question. You know, you no just want to let me just sit down and watch everything that happens. I would love to see Michael Jordan sitting two hours uncut in the room with his six security guys watching TV. That's what I want to say. I want to see every single thing that he does, that he says, that he breathes, that he throws another quarter up against the wall to see if he can win that competition for 20 bucks. Like, all of it. That's what I want. I enjoyed those scenes too. I also really enjoyed their neckties and the tiny little knots. What was that? Not a double Windsor, I can tell Definitely you that. Not a double Windsor. I'm into but the double Windsor. It's the only one I can get to, to work straight tight, for me. So they fall all the way down to their belly button, right? Because they're so tall. I mean, I, I don't know. It seems like a guy could just get a longer tie. I suppose Michael Jordan could could afford a big and tall tie. Sure. Um, the other thing, Dennis Rodman. I mean. Watching his interviews made me kind of sad. I feel like he's sad, and I was kind of making fun of him before about shoplifting, and now I feel like he needs a hug. Yeah, Dennis is uh, perhaps not in the best spot, uh, which you know is probably not unusual over the last probably 20 years. And by the way, it only just gets more interesting to use that word 
Owen Dennis as you go through the series. So I invite you to watch episodes six through ten. I will. And get back to me. I have to watch Real Housewives of New York, and then I'm on it. Okay, good, Carolyn. Um, Anything else for us yeah, today? Yeah, real quick. I just also saw that the NFL could lose $5.5 billion of sta- stadium revenue if they play without... Fans. Fans. Hmm. Yeah. That's a lot of money. Well, now, what about TV? What about... But they make... They, they, so basically, the situation would be that they'd probably about break even then if that was the case. Well, right? they'd do better than break even, but they... I mean, it's a lot of money. Five, lot of, five and a half billion is, is a huge, huge amount of revenue, even for a league like the NFL. But let's put it like this. The TV deal they have with ESPN was $1.9 billion that they're receiving from ESPN for Monday Night Football. That's one game a week. Now, that's over the course of time. I don't know. I think that was... I don't want to say it was 10 years, but it was it was a multi-year deal. So it's not as astounding as it sounds, although it still sounds, sounds astounding. The point is, is that, you know, they're going to do significantly more than that in, in television revenue. It, in the event that they have a, a you know a season and a full season and that, but it, I mean if there's not fans, it's a, it's a big problem. And and with the revenue sharing, I think the revenue sharing in the NFL is perfectly equitable within the context of television, but not the gate. Like I think the gate is for the teams themselves, and so that's a direct loss to to the you know to the franchises. Yeah. Um, but we'll see. Do you, th- do you think they'd still still play though? I mean, oh yeah, oh, yeah. They'll, they will definitely okay. play, and I think I think there will be fans. I think it's going to be. I think it'll be different market to market in certain in certain mm-hmm. situations. I think Dallas and Houston are probably more likely to have fans or more fans than New York. Uh, but you know, it did. We're say- still a long way. A hundred days yesterday from college football's scheduled start. Right. And so we're about 70 days into the COVID-19 scenario that we're in. So it's put it like, I mean, we're a long way still. And Wait, it's only very been much 70 days? I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 70. It's way longer. 70 days. Well, I hope all the sports resume and with or without fans because I kind of miss them. Okay. Well, I don't believe you. It's true. No. Especially watching, I have to say, watching those basketball, the old basketball games, I was like, I love basketball. Why am I not watching this more? Here's the thing. Even if it was on, you wouldn't be watching it. You, Everything that you live for still exists perfectly. Real housewives. Well, excuse me. How are they going to film that during quarantine? I mean, there's just no way. So. Are you kidding me? It would be the, 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 they would just amp up all of the drama where they're stuck in their 10,000 square foot house. And now I got no, to get my nails done. No, they have to fight and they have to like go to oh, parties for crying and out throw out. drinks. It's really important. Yeah. You can't throw drinks at your home. Certainly. Carolyn, <laughs> uh, you know, one out of three, ain't bad. Nice to have you back. Happy Friday to you. Happy Friday. Thank you, Carolyn. It's the Chicken Doesn't Know Sports. It's brought to us by our friends at the Iron Grizz. The Iron Grizz, phenomenal restaurant. They're growing their own food in the garden in front of the place. They got great, what do they got? 
duck eggs sitting on the tops of the things that they're making in there. The salads, the burgers, absolutely outstanding. Right there uh, on South Avenue at the University Golf Course. If you haven't been into the Iron Grizz, you got to go check it out. They are doing outstanding work in there. Uh, they remade that place about a year and a half ago, and uh, they got beer, wine selections, wine samples uh, every Wednesday night, and phenomenal, phenomenal food. Get into the Iron Grizz. They bring us the chicken doesn't know sports every single Friday. We take a quick break on the other side. Ryan Divish, Seattle Mariners beat writer for the Seattle Times, joins us hour number two straight ahead. It's finally starting to feel like winter around here, and if you need some nice winter gear, how about the fine folks at Sitka? They make awesome winter clothes, and they sell custom Bobcat Sitka gear at the MSU Bookstore. You can shop online anytime at msubookstore.org, or, of course, you can check out the MSU Bookstore live and in person there on the Montana State campus. They also have some graduation regalia back in order there at the MSU Bookstore. They have an awesome American Indian Council selection as well. Visit on campus anytime you need blue and gold, or visit online anytime, anywhere, msubookstore.org. MSU Bookstore. Your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day located there on the Montana State campus. 